And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. I am Mo and I'm joined by Yujita and Coach. We are back. Week 15 of the NFL has started uh, with the Thursday night football. But let us start here, guys, with the AFC. And what seems to be a three-horse race going on right now, Kansas City last week with a 34-28 win over the Broncos. The Broncos are the third team to be mathematically out of the playoffs. Uh, I think Russell Wilson got concussed in that one. Um, Buffalo beating uh, the New York Jets 20-12, to both at 10-3 and right now. They've got Cincinnati breathing down their neck. Coach, let's start with you. Um, this looks like a three-horse race for the top of the AFC. You've got two teams at 10-3, and one at 9-4. and Actually, two at 9-4 and with the Ravens, but we're kind of taking Full them out choice. a little bit because of the uh, of the quarterback yeah. situation. Do you see Buffalo holding on to the number one spot in the in the AFC? So before I before I comment, um, even though you are the leader of the podcast and and move us around and answer, uh, the boss man up there seems to think that we have a four horse race. Mm-hmm. We'll let him speak and then I will comment on your three. Well, right. no, no, he he covered it. That's all right. I, I was thinking Baltimore in the races, but you're right with the whole quarterback. Thing. I mean, yeah. you, do, do you think that Baltimore have a chance of actually clinching the number one spot in the AFC? Uh, I've, I've canceled oh, them out. Number one spot? No, nah, probably not. But, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if you take what's happened, KC and Buffalo the last the last two weeks, yeah, there are, there are small, small things that they do makes you think, hey, they could drop a game or two, you know. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's done that. KC's done that. Dallas did that with your um, with your Houston Texans the other night. So, so this is where you know you can never be sure. But you know, go ahead, coach. Uh, doesn't Cincinnati and Buffalo play Week Seventeen? They do play Week Seventeen. Yeah. So Buffalo yes, have do. Miami, and then they're at Chicago, then Cincinnati at Cincinnati, then they end the season and with New, New England. England. And yep, then Cincinnati yeah. are at Tampa Bay this week, then at New England, then Buffalo, and then Baltimore. So Baltimore. It's, 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 yep. it's actually oh, New England are always in the mix there. Uh, and then you've got the, the other three uh, horses in the race uh, are there as well. I think Kansas City plays majority of their final four in their division. Yeah. Right? And their Houston, division Seattle, Denver, and then the Raiders. Yeah. So Houston. Easy. Yeah. Seattle's not looking that good. Denver. No. And the Raiders, yeah. you never know which team with the, with the Raiders is going to show up in Las Vegas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, probably if I'm if I'm picking, I would say Kansas City would probably be the number one seed. Um, I think we'll know much more about Buffalo when they play Miami. I think you'll see with that that'll be a playoff style atmosphere with that team. Yeah. I think when they really gear it up and decide to really play and coach it up and plan for it. I think that's what you'll see. Um, plus, I think it's going to be in the snow, which is great for Buffalo. Yep. Um, I think it'll hurt Miami, but if I'm picking today, I would pick Kansas City 100% uh, one seed. Um, I would pick Buffalo or whatever the next order is. Probably be yeah. Buffalo, Cincinnati. The winner between Buffalo Cincinnati, and Cincinnati. But yeah. It could be, could be Cincinnati number two, Buffalo number three, and then who's the who's the South? Oh, never. Baltimore. Yeah. Oh, and Baltimore and Cincinnati in are the same. 
yeah, yeah. Tennessee. Oh, South. All right. Yeah, uh, Tennessee. 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 There you go. The imposters. I mean, yeah, they're, they're not very they're good right it. now either. No, not that no. at all. Uh, yeah, probably for me, Kansas City. Yujita, I mean, you you had picked Buffalo. We kind of stuck with Buffalo throughout. Do you see that changing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I might go with what Coach is saying because obviously Kansas has a has an easier route, you know, coming up with um, with Denver and Raiders. Uh, I think where Buffalo may falter, I don't think they're going to falter with Miami. Miami's kind of faltering last couple of weeks. I think where they will have an issue is with Cincinnati. I think week 17, that's when they play Cincinnati. This is where they might. And because they're 10 and 3, looks like Casey's going to win the rest of the game. So I think they'll probably end up seed one. Barring any calamities that Mahomes and the crew will have. All so right. yeah, so KC one, Buffalo two, I think Cincinnati at three, four is probably Baltimore. I don't see Miami or Tennessee making up that far. There's a there's a probably a, there's a really good chance the winner of the Buffalo Tennessee sorry the Buffalo Cincinnati, Cincinnati game week seventeen is your two seed probably yeah. could yep yep probably could be could be and, well uh, unless you're Houston Texans pull an upset against Kansas City this week I mean they they came close against Dallas uh, last week we'll how, talk how about, about our two later. quarterback system well, I know it's not on the rundown but <laughs> yeah how about that two quarterback system keeping them off balance. It's it's working. They're still one eleven and one, but hey, you know, <laughs> it's all good. Just trying to get to the draft, baby. We're just trying to get to the draft. draft. Always hoping the draft. <laughs> all right, let's move over to the West Coast. There, the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, Brock Purdy, a rookie quarterback, third round out of I think was it Iowa State. I'm not sure. Um, Thirty-five to seven win against Tampa Bay, and just <laughs> last night, Thursday night football, and twenty-one to thirteen win against Seattle, clinching the NFC West, and currently at a ten and four record. Um, is he is he better than we think, Yujita? Uh, I mean, we talked about this last week. We kind of uh, ruled out San Francisco having any chance at winning the Super Bowl, having seen two games now against. Good opponents. You're talking about Tom Brady's Tampa Bay and then Geno Smith's Seattle. Is is a Super Bowl hype back for for San Francisco? Um, you know, first of all, I want to say that I'm glad Philly probably not meet San Fran till about the championship game. The way right. the seating is set up now, because that's how worrying they are. They've got probably the best defense in the league, and what we've got with Purdy now is something. I think he's a bit more better than Jimmy G in terms of fitting into Shanahan's system. Okay. And I don't know if you guys saw the game last night. There was, the, yeah, it's a coaching base because Shanahan called that play. It's a two pump fake, then a throw to Kittle for a touchdown. I mean, right. first of all, you're coming off a game on Monday and, you know, three days later, you're playing Thursday. So you're 2 0 in three days. Uh, with, with a third-string quarterback, I mean, that's got to be on the coaching. And he seems to be fitting it in so well. He's using McCaffrey really well. Uh, you know, Deep, I think Debo's hurt, so it's not not that much on Debo. He's using Kittle. Yeah. Uh, the, the run game's pretty good. And then, you know, and he doesn't have to do too much on offense because the defense really keeps them in the game. So all the other thing which the difference between him and Jimmy is Purdy is getting a lot of explosive play outside the numbers which jimmy wasn't able to do it's either you know it's an off throw or it's an interception 
So they've got a little, I think they've got a little bit of an edge on Jimmy with Purdy under center. So now, we mentioned coaching, um, but coach, with the way they're playing right now, trying to kind of uh, get Purdy to, to do his best, is it coming at a price? Because Debo Sam, Samuel got, got away with a very serious knee injury, could have been a very serious knee injury. And the reason for that is because they're running him through the middle quite a bit, you know, trying to not have so much, like Yujita said, yes, he's doing well outside the numbers, but there are a lot of plays that are going through the middle. Is that going to come at a cost with one of their top players getting injured with the with that many plays uh, through the middle? Oh, I think it definitely could be. Um, I didn't, I haven't watched the game or the the highlights from last night, but one of the things I did read was the statistics and they also gave McCaffrey a ton of touches. Now I know it's yeah. because um, Samuel's hurt, but at the same time, as I understand it, 70% of those touches were in between the tackles. Right. And as we always know with um, McCaffrey in his days of Carolina, if you run him that often in the tackles, he gets hurt. Yeah. yeah uh, so yeah. we've got to be careful with that. I'd slow my roll a little bit on San Francisco in general. Um, let's, let's be honest here. Tampa Bay is not the offensive juggernaut they once were. Um, Seattle is not a good offensive team. They've won, but not offensively. Yeah. Um, I think their average score was like 24.3 points. Yep. So it's not like they're lighting it up offensively. Um, when you put them, let's say, against Dallas or Philly, um, I'm not sure that those offenses um, can be held in check, let's say, two weeks in a row to get right. them to the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I do think the kid's playing well. I do. I think the coaching's been good. I think – uh, it reminds me a lot, I think I said this last week, but it reminds me a lot of Baltimore when they had the really outstanding defense and Trent Dilfer just didn't make mistakes and they right. won the Super Bowl. So I can see that definitely happen with this kid, but I'm not sure you'll go out and see them light it up offensively to outscore people to win the games if they ever have to. Um, and that's why I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. If they get to the Super Bowl, hypothetically here, what do they do next year with the quarterback situation? Do they let go of Trey Lance and 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 have Brock Purdy, you know, start? Uh, do you just bring back Trey Lance and Purdy becomes the back backup? What, what do they do here? You know, I don't know. Uh, I think Lance is still on his rookie deal one more year, so they don't have to make that decision until twenty twenty four. Yeah, um, not 2023. So he'll have two years left on his rookie deal so he can play in 23 and then they decide. So they don't have to make a decision. Now they'll have to make a decision on who's starting. Um, and I think Shanahan has definitely made the decision that Lance is their guy. He was comfortable with him. He thought he could run the offense and that's why they started him and not Jimmy G. Um, but I think he's also proven with some coaching and some time and he can run the offense with anyone. Yeah. Yep. Now, losing to San Francisco, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at six and seven. So they're leading the South with a under 500 record here. Um, I, so I you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I can't believe it. The Panthers are a game away from leading the division. But hey, let, let's talk about Tampa Bay for a bit. Um, they, they go up against the Bengals this week. Yujita, uh, do you think this is a must win for them? Do you think things start falling off the rails completely if they lose to the Bengals uh, this week. I'm glad Honestly, you said the word completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think that this Cincinnati game matters. I mean, they're off the rails already. 
And as in lose, I... as in lose the division. I mean, you know, they were leading by two games, and now the Panthers, out of all people, well, have a yeah, it all depends how the Panthers turn up for the next four weeks. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not gonna ride you guys out because last couple of weeks the Panthers run they've got a real run game they got a real defense so there is a chance for the Panthers to get up there but the Tampa Bay I, I don't know what's I, I, what I think is that this whole thing with Brady you know his divorce and all this other stuff has really distracted the team not yeah. just him, not him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and you don't see this real fight or spirit or and, and I know they've got injuries I think even last week even Vita Vera had some issues They've got issues on defense. So, and earlier on, they had issues on, on their receivers being out as well. So, all that taken into account, I think they've just lost that, that fight in them to, you know, really get things going. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter this Cincinnati game. I think they've got to look to next year. What, the, what do we do next year? Do we stay with Brady? Do we Yeah, I mean, should, should Brady keep playing? I mean, that's, that's another question. Well, I don't know. I mean, he might choose to keep playing because, you know, he's getting divorced and stuff. He's got but... nothing left, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like, his, his wife the is gone. Got... His money was an FTX, yeah. that crypto exchange. Got... That's gone. He's got well, a few so... rings, but he's got nothing left because the woman left him. All right. Okay. No, no, no. Saying. I'm talking about his money as well. His money was in that FTX crypto exchange. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's million, another, that's another distraction. Well. I think yeah. it's only a million. Yeah. Yeah, so, he's got yeah. nothing left. He's got nothing <laughs> left in football either, man. He's really struggling. Oh, yeah. He's struggling. He's, he's well, I mean, look, look at uh, compare what he's going up. He's going up against the new caliber uh, quarterback, Burrows. Yeah. You know, these are the guys of the future Hurts, Burrows, Allen, Holmes. Uh, you know, these pocket passing Tom Brady type of guys, I don't know where they fit in in the future. So they got to look next year, man. I like how yeah, I'm he's sitting a, here he's in my agent uh, too, right? He's a free agent, he's a free so he's agent, not even yeah, under yeah. contract, right? No, I, I'm yeah. saying I, I like how I'm sitting here in my apartment, you know, uh, talking about the greatest of all time and saying that he's got nothing left. He's got nothing left. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like in terms of like, he's, he's wishful thinking. Come on, <laughs> right, yeah. leave us. Come on, one more, one more. People like to pile on when they see someone fall from the top, right? Uh, all right. Uh, Speaking about almost falling from the top here, the Cowboys uh, with a nerve-wracking win, 27-23 win over the 1-11-1 Houston Texans. Ezekiel Elliott with a game-winning touchdown. They're now 10-3 and and probably one win away from officially uh, clinching a wild-card spot. Um, last week, Coach, we asked if right now it looks like they're going to play the winner of the South. And uh, if they'd beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you said, yeah, that should be a, an easy thing. The Buccaneers don't look like themselves. Dare I ask, if the winner of the NFC South are the Carolina Panthers, is that a tougher game for the Dallas Cowboys just on the premise that the Panthers have nothing to lose and they'll just go for it. Do you think there's a chance there? Don't Sam Darnold led. I don't care about Carolina or Dallas. You answer that question yourself. How dare you ask me that question? I thought we were going to talk about my Texans and how well they played. And this turned into a Carolina Panthers question. 
Give me a break. <laughs> all right, all right. Let, let's talk about your, your, your Texans first, then no, I'll talk about fine. my um, I'll answer them both. I think yeah. Dallas is notorious for playing down to their competition right. instead of just putting the foot on the throat. I'll compliment Philadelphia this year, especially when they play bad teams, they beat them badly. You know, I think they've only had one really bad game, and it wasn't against a bad team as it's turning yep. out. Yeah. Um, in terms of them playing Dallas, let's Carolina, um, somewhere in someone's heaven. I'm not sure where that is or who's heaven. Um, however, you know what? They control their own destiny. I like that too. They've got the, so Carolina. have got Pittsburgh. They've got Detroit. Then at, they're at Tampa, and then they end the season at New Orleans. So it's um, yeah, fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah but, and and I think if if Tampa loses one, they can lose one. So yeah. they can go three and one as long as it's not Tampa, Tampa or New Orleans. Yeah, as long as they win those two. I don't. Detroit's thriving, so they might not beat them. Uh, you never I like know. Our, I like our chances against Pittsburgh. I mean, I think that's that's winnable. Yeah, At fair home. enough. Yeah. Like, I, Trubisky, I don't think you Trubisky's have a chance play, yeah. in, in anyone's dream or nightmare to beat the Cowboys. If you end up if they're if they're five and you're four as the lowest um division winner seed. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. I think the Panthers is a team nobody wants to play in the playoffs just because of the unpredictability. You know, like I I, I doubt I don't I don't think we're gonna reach the playoffs, but if we do. I think that defense, that defense could do something. I don't know. I, I think they would much rather play the Panthers than the chance of Tom Brady getting in the playoffs. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, the, the, the well, team, you're yeah, talking the about the man that has nothing are, left? No one wants to play those <laughs> Panthers, the, the, man, the, I'll the, tell you. The, the, the teams on. that no one wants to play are Tampa Bay, the L.A. Chargers, you know, not banana peel games like Carolina Panthers and Texans. Yeah, all right. I think people are hoping to God it's Carolina and Detroit somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely don't think. Um, no, I, in all truth, I, I don't think. I think Dallas. I think personally, Dallas is probably the team to beat. Yeah. Outside the number one seat of Philly. I'm sorry. As a Carolina fan, I'm, 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 I've been breathing in a lot of hope. Everybody, here. You're, you're breathing a lot you're of hope here lately. lately you so uh, too late. <laughs> You've been breathing hope and smoking some unnatural stuff. <laughs> it's a, hey, at that moment that Nebraska hired the old coach and saved you fifty-five million dollars, it's yes. like Carolina is a new team. It's a new team. <laughs> We're ready. Super Bowl, the baby. World Let's is go. Open again. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready for business. <laughs> All right. Ray of hope. Let's not take away credit from Houston here against the Cowboys. I think we kind of brushed over that very quickly. It was a, they're one eleven and one. We know that, but do you see, Coach, that there are enough pieces now in that team that a rebuild is possible with the draft coming up? Number one uh, pick position. They could probably even trade that for a few first, second round picks if they want. Um, do you see that this could be a, a turnaround season next year for them? I, oh, that's a tough question. What I what I really want to be scared of here, because I am a, a Texans person, this is the first time I really think they made a mindset to run the football. And yeah. I think that their offensive line, because of quite a few new pieces, they were trying to do a lot of RPO with the pass, not necessarily RPO the end and run the ball no matter what, right? Um, and I think this game, they really made a specific determination to run it. Now, they did it with two-quarterback system. I don't yeah. care about that. But I think the run get, 
the offensive line looked more at home when they were running the ball and they're firing off and they know exactly where they're going to do and what schemes they're going to block. I think that's the first time I've seen it maybe all year um, that they were able to do that against Dallas. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I think it also takes the pressure off their defense, which is not very good, where yeah. they can at least play a little bit. Um, but I still think that was more about Dallas being in a down game and playing down to the competition. And they've been talking about Philly that all week and all that stuff. And listen, if the, they they better be careful this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Cowboys, because that team's pretty decent too. Um, they've been playing really well the last four or five weeks. Um, they'll jump up and nip you if you're looking ahead to Philly. Yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day with wins, they, they ask how many, not how. So yeah, they got the win. Uh, they move on. All right. Now we have some interesting games that we're going to talk about today in the pick six segment. So let's move on to that. You guys know the rules. It's me versus Yujita for the whole of the regular season. We pick against the spread uh, over under for three games. One point for each correct pick. Two points if we beat Coach, who is our expert. And then if we look at last week, Coach, four out of six. A good expert showing there. Yujita beating me on a couple of over-unders there uh, and sneaking in two more points than I did. Five points to Yujita, three points to me. So you extend your lead again. It was a two-point lead. Now it's a four-point lead. 50 to 54. Uh, so with that, uh, let's move on to the first game that we're looking at. We kind of talked a little bit about it, but let's talk about it in more detail. The Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, inclement weather there, coach. How does that affect the odds? Uh, predicted in the snow, the odds have not changed at all really since opening. It's still the Bills at minus seven and a half. Um, the over-under opened 44, now dropped, no, sorry, opened 42, now dropped down to 41 and a half. So minus right. seven and a half, Buffalo, and 41 and a half over-under. All right. Uh, I'll get started with this one. I mean, the way that I'm looking at it, it's bad weather. Miami are not used to that weather. Um, they're coming from a two-game losing streak. Uh, you know, they, they were beat. By Buffalo. Actually, no, they beat Buffalo 21 they to 19. Beat yep. 21 to 19. And that last one, if you remember that snap at the end, in the heat. Josh Allen could in not. The heat. Yeah, in the heat. And he couldn't, Josh Allen couldn't get the snap out in the, at the end and the clock ran out. So Buffalo are coming in with revenge on their mind. Um, Tua's rating has been under 80 for two games in a row. Waddle has had a total of 40 yards in the last two games. Um, the Bills have held their opponents, quarterbacks, and an average less than 80. So I think with all of that, the Bills are too strong. They're more used to the weather. Um, I think it's going to be um, under, uh, but I have them Miami 7, Buffalo 23. So I have Buffalo winning a good game. They're going <coughs> to run the ball. Josh Allen is going to throw the ball as well. Stefan Diggs is going to be able to get some separation. So I've got Buffalo and the under there. Yujita. Yeah, I think Buffalo's got this. Uh, to, you know, apart from the, the percentage, that's another thing. Tours throwing has been completely off last couple of weeks. I don't know what's happened there. And they haven't run Raheem Mostert. I don't know what's going on there. They, they could use Waddle and Hill and try to get the defenses to play back, but they haven't run that either. So uh, it's cold. Tour not playing well. Buffalo's got this. They've got to keep winning to keep Casey off their back. Let the postseason run through Buffalo. So 
I think Buffalo's going to win this, but um, I'll keep it over, 27-17. All right, so you've got it going over. Coach, interesting. <clears throat> In my history with Vegas, the half point around a touchdown always scares me. Mm. Um, that seven and a half has hurt <laughs> me so, so, so often. Um, so I'm actually going to take Miami, not to win the game, but to cover the seven and a half. Okay. Um, I can see this like a late touchdown, like a 24-17 game, where it looks like Buffalo's throttling them and it's fine, and then they sneak one in at the end. What do we call that, Ujifa? A backdoor cover. Back um, you know more about that. Like the under. Yeah, I just see the inclement weather. There's too much snow going on. I don't see either team scoring a lot. So, yeah, I'll take the under, but I'll take Miami to cover the seven and a half. Super. All right. Let's move on to game number two, an NFC South barn burner there, Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Coach? So New Orleans at minus four, over under 43. I just put it in here because it has direct impact on how the little um, trip to the playoffs can happen for Carolina, depending upon which team wins this game. Right. Eugita, get us started with this one. I mean, tiebreaker-wise, Carolina has a better uh, bet in this division. I think they are three and one in division. So yeah, um, yeah. I've, look, I, I don't know. This game, it's all about them. what's happened to Marcus Mariota. Did he quit the team or uh, what's yeah. going on with Atlanta there? Did he quit so, or was he benched? I think he, uh, so. So well, he got benched and then he yeah. quit and then he said, "Well, and while I'm quitting, I'm going to have knee surgery." Yeah. Oh the, wow. The, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit like the Matt Ryan Indianapolis. <laughs> um, deal a couple of weeks back so uh, uh, uh and who, who's playing that then desmond, desmond ritter desmond, desmond ritter. ritter yeah yeah let's ride let's, let's ride okay. the broncos country let's ride right. no he's a ritter not a rider <laughs> I, I i think i don't know what to say too much about this game except okay saints at home so i'm going to give them the benefit their defense has been better in a few weeks so i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here 24 17 saints 24-17. Okay. Yes. Uh, now, for I'll me, I, point. I know that New Orleans are going to be back from a bye week. Um, the problem is with Marcus Mariota and the Atlanta Falcons is they've always used the running game as their preferred mode of transportation, right? Um, they haven't been able to throw the ball. I think with Desmond Ritter, and I'm just, I, I need to make up some ground uh, with the point deficit that I have to you, Eugita. So I'm going to go, go with Atlanta. It. Go for it. Um, and I think Desmond Ritter is is going to be able to throw the ball. I think a lot of people argued that he should have been starting from the his performance in the preseason. He had a good performance in the preseason. You can see me. I'm just reaching for reasons here to pick uh, Atlanta and sound uh, intelligent about it. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go for Atlanta 27, New Orleans 24. Um, so yeah, Atlanta and the over. Coach? I think you've been visiting that place where the Green Bay quarterback gets his good stuff. Um, first <laughs> Carolina <laughs> and now Atlanta. I'm just not sure here, bud. No, They're going I, off I, the end. Yeah, I, I do think New Orleans wins this. I think they win it pretty handily. Um, I think they've kind of figured out their identity as a, as a under a new coach. Taking them, what, 15 weeks, 14 weeks um, to kind of get that. I think they're playing better. I'm sure not still not thinking the red rockets all the red rocket so i'll think new orleans will cover but it'll go under it will go under all right cool let's move on to game number three the tennessee titans 
at the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, two underachievers uh, this uh, season. Coach, what are the odds? Chargers minus three at home, over under 46. Over under 46. Can you believe that both of these teams are three games away from the top of the conference? I mean, this is the kind of season that we're having. You know, they're they're playing bad. They're underachievers, but they're three games away from the they're top right of the there. conference. Um, for me, this is simple. You know, I, I think when everybody's healthy at the Chargers, you know, you've got Herbert, you've got Eckler, you've got Mike Williams, uh, and you've got Keenan Allen. They're pretty much unstoppable. I think injuries have been, you know, their 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 Achilles heel this season. Um Tennessee have had zero sacks versus Jacksonville um, in, in their loss, the 36-22 loss last week. Um, so I don't see Tennessee doing anything. Herbert was what 107.3 rating, 39 out of 51 throws, 367 yards, too much firepower with the, with, with the Chargers. Um, I wanted to go for a, a shutout prediction, a 40 to nothing, you know, but oh. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it 30 oh. to 10. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give, you know, 10 of these points over to the, to the Tennessee Titans. Derek Henry's back. Uh, he had a couple of fumbles uh, last week, but let's keep it respectful. So 30 to 10 LAC, LAC and the under. Uh, Yujita, go ahead. Uh, look, this is why I'm saying the Chargers are going to be a pain in the ass if they make the playoffs. You know, can you imagine with everyone back, Slater, Bosa? I mean, this is a team to worry about. Tennessee, man, I don't. I'm, yeah, Derrick Henry's back. He can do like I think he he had like 96 yards in the first quarter last week, and you know, still they couldn't do much. And the main reason is Tannehill hasn't got that receiver. That uh, uh, Trelon Burton's hurt. Tra- yeah, he plays for Philadelphia now. Well, AJ, I mean, they're obviously what a mistake that was. Trade. I mean, AJ that's Brown has been killing it with, yeah. with Philadelphia. Yeah. That, that's it. I mean, and they had uh, what's the guy Trey Burt, Trelon Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's injured, he's and he hurt. was the only, yeah. he's hurt, so he was the only one. And Tyle hasn't got anywhere to go except Derrick Henry. Right. And if he gets shut down, that's not going to happen. So I think they're on a downward trend. I, I don't really see anything big from them. To, you said 30-10, did you? Yeah. I'm going to say 30, but 30-17, though. 30-17. So you're going to go one point on the over. Yep. Oh, okay. it's 49. 46. Oh, it's 49? I thought it was 46. Oh, yeah, sorry. You said no, 46. A tiebreaker. 46. You're right. 46. 46. All right. Yeah. So yeah, just, just the one over. One point over. Yep. All right. You beat me on the over-unders last week. I hope I can return the favor this week. Coach? I just don't think Tennessee has enough on offense to score enough points to put this game in the overs. I just can't see it. And I think um, both of you were right in how well the Chargers are starting to play. I wouldn't fear them in the playoffs yet, necessarily. I also think their quarterback's finally healthy with that rib injury. I think it took him four or five weeks. So I will go with the Chargers here, but I'm going to go the under. All right. So Chargers to cover and the under. Now, the tiebreaker, I mean, this is the one where we start missing our old friend, uh, Mark Sherman. Uh, this would be the week. Philadelphia, Chicago. <laughs> this uh, would be the week. He would know that they're losing, but Oof. he'll still give you all the trash talk that he can come up with and, and go in there Be- confidently. Bears to cover, uh, you know, 35 nothing. 35. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, what are the odds for this one? How how far behind are, are Chicago on this one? So surprisingly, the, the line seems a little low to me. Again, it's maybe something Vegas knows. 
By the way, I have a question, uh, a player question for us in the Detroit game before okay. we finish. But um, it's minus nine for Philly, over under surprisingly high at 49. Um, are they really expecting to shock Coggles to score that many points? I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, man, first of all, I hope Chicago does. I'd like to see them cover. Yeah, um, it, it would make me happy. Well, well, I don't. They're Philly not going to beat Philly. I just don't see that in the cards unless yeah. um, Philly just is overlooking them to get to Dallas. But I also I think they're too well coached to do that. Um, I think um, it's probably a blowout. As much as I don't want it to be, uh, I just don't think the poor Chicago Bears are there. Twenty-four, twenty-one. I would go for the Philly. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah, not twenty-four, thirty. We're not going to pick the Bears. We're not going to pick thirty. Twenty-four, twenty-one. It's the weeks that I don't pick them to score thirty that they score thirty. So it would be nice to give Yujit a bit of a hard time next week if that happens. So yeah, let's see. Yeah. That let's this see. would be the week, though. This is the I, I when I was the, looking at the games, I went, oh man. Yeah, and uh, we'll, start with this. we'll do the we'll do the Mark Sherman next week. Our traditional um, crazy sweater. And oh yeah, yes. that's right. That's next week. We got to have that tradition. That Absolutely. is right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All now, right. So here's a here's a quick question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was saying. I mean, the, the the one team that's capable of pulling upsets in that division right now is Detroit. And you had a question about Detroit, so take it. All away. right. So we, we we very much disrespected those Minnesota Vikings. How dare us? So did Vegas. And lo and behold, Detroit. Blows you you picked Detroit. Floor. You you picked Detroit. Me and Eugene did. picked Minnesota. Yeah, yeah so. I did. Yeah. So um, here's a, just off the top of your head. In that game amongst both teams, who led the rushing? Who was the person who had the most rushing yards in that game for either team? Well, not Dalvin Cook. No idea. Uh, I would say. Well, uh, Jared Goff. Jared. Young, yes. Okay, DeAndre Swift. All right. His name is C.J. Moore. He's a defensive back. And on the fake punt, uh, he ran for 49 yards, and that was the leading rusher of the game for both. There you go. There you go. Fantastic. Welcome to Michael's House of Fun. Thank you very much. That covers stat right there. Yeah, there was definitely not anything in Vegas of the over-under rushing yards for C.J. Moore. For C.J. Moore, that's for sure. All right. Okay, I have one for you. All right. Jalen Hurts, one of two QBs to have 10 rushing TDs in two seasons. Who's the other one? 10 rushing. Cam Newton. It has to be Cam Newton. Nicely done. Done. Yeah. Nicely done. That's, that's the only go. thing he was able to do. He couldn't throw a ball to save his life, but he could rush for those touchdowns. He could rush. Yeah. One year, didn't he have like 14 rushing touchdowns, but 12 of them are quarterback sneak or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Something like you, that. Right. Even when he came back for five minutes last season, he the second play that he was in, it was a is a quarterback sneak, and he gave us the I'm back, you know, like that. <laughs> Boy, were we wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He wasn't back. Well, we all believe in Sam Donald to take us to the playoffs right now and give your Dallas Cowboys a hard time. Let's see. <laughs> Watch the Pittsburgh Steelers just They're completely not my destroy Dallas us Cowboys. now. <laughs> not my I, Dallas Cowboys. I, I, no. yeah, I, I think you had, you had a query on Sam Darnold when he'd go over under. Oh, yeah, we did have a player over under. 170 yards, um, didn't you? So Sam Darnold against Pittsburgh over under 176.5. Keeping in mind that the Pittsburgh pass defense 
is rated number 28 at giving up 225 a game this year. Well, Sam Darnold, in all the games that I've seen him, has done nothing but favors to all of the defensive statistics of his opponents. So I'm not going to hold my breath there. Um, Wait a I, minute. We're on the Carolina bandwagon. Listen, Whoa. I, I yeah, think we're Hold on, hold on, we hold on. We can definitely beat Hold on. I think we win the game, but I think it's because of the running. Chuba Hubbard, Dante I Freeman. Agree. Those are the I guys agree. that ran for 74 yards each last uh, week. Yeah. Those are the guys I, that are going to get us through. Look, it, it serves him better to keep it under that 170 yards because yeah. you want to keep it on the ground. You want to protect the ball and just win the damn game. Yeah, so if he, I'm if he throws for that 170, that's three interceptions. Yeah. I'll give you a coaching viewpoint. I'm actually going to pick the game because I dug into this a little bit. And Pittsburgh is the worst team in the league this year defending the screen. Okay. Oh, there you go. And your running backs have been very good. I can see some screen games, and that's probably going to put him over because it is a pass over the 176.5. So I'm, I'm going to go over and go Carolina. 24-14, Carolina. There you go. You have a score as well. Go Panthers. <laughs> All right. Go on that note, we'll wrap it up. This has been Sports Unhinged. We'll see you next week for a festive episode. Until then, take care. Adios. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.